Welcome to episode 21 of the DFTW podcast. My name is Michael Head, and I am honored that you're here. We have taken a week off. I feel like doing the every other week thing is a little bit more manageable at this time for those that are asking, hey, where is it every week? Well, right now I've had a lot going on, a few things happening, and I will share some of that with you today. And just thank you for being here. Thank you for being a subscriber. It truly is a blessing and so incredible. Today on the DFTW podcast, I want to talk about something that may be uncomfortable for some people to hear, and that is on comfort. That's right. These past two years for myself and my family have been such a healing yet super uncomfortable place that we have been in. And what we have learned is that being uncomfortable truly causes growth. Through a lot of our uncomfortable moments that we have had, we have seen God do some crazy awesome things in our life. And it it all started when I walked into a place called Onsite. And I know I talk about this place a lot. It's because this uncomfortable place for me when I first walked in was the place that God used to change my life, to change everything about me in such a great and better way. And the reason that I believe it it really worked and it worked to transform my mental health was because I was so uncomfortable one of the ways that uh, on-site helps to cause growth is to put you in an uncomfortable situation. For me, I remember uh, I remember taking the plane there, just getting on an airplane to go to Tennessee to be at a place where I had no idea what this was going to look like, where I knew I was going to be talking about mental health. I knew I was going to be talking about some things in my past, but I didn't know how hard digging up my past would be. And I didn't know that it would save and change my life. So I get off the plane and I have some sweet friends that pick me up from the airport who I had met earlier that year at onsite in my, when I went for one week and I met this incredible group who I just love so much. And two of them were there to pick me up at the airport to make sure I get to uh, milestones, which is the inpatient trauma center at onsite. And as I'm going, I'm very nervous. All the things are happening. You know, I don't know if I'm going to a mental hospital. I don't know what I'm going to. And what I went to was amazing. While we were there, we we would call it therapy camp because it's nothing like a mental hospital. I've never been to a mental hospital, but it's it's not very restrictive. It's pretty open, able to do what what you need to do for yourself, able to go walk around the trails, to be outside, all the great things. And the cool thing is you can't, uh, for those that would struggle with alcohol or drugs, you'd have to come in completely clean. And so this is a place so you can work on your trauma of whatever, wherever that came from for you. So I get there and the sweet lady comes and picks me up uh, while we're registering and she, she takes me to milestones. And this is where the uncomfortable part started. So they, they go through my luggage and they're looking at it, make sure I don't have any <laughs> whatever in there. I'm like, look, I don't, I don't have anything. And, uh, and they looked through it all, which was great. And I was very uncomfortable with that. And then 
things got crazy when they said, look, um, you can't have your Apple watch. Look, I knew I couldn't have my phone and you know, that was okay. I had already been kind of working on, on dealing with that. But when they said I can't, I can't have my Apple watch. It, it bothered me (laughs) in a way that I was just like shocked of why is this bothering me so bad? Because I was like, look, I, I need to work out and I need to like track my miles and all this bull. And, uh, I think I was completely lying when I was saying that. And she was like, well, I'm sorry. You can go buy a watch at target next week. And so I gave her my watch. I was so bummed. Um, there's no TVs, there's no phone. Uh, there's no really talking to your family except, you know, for a few minutes each night. There's 18 other people there that I have no idea who they are. And they were so kind to me when I walked in and, hey, how you doing? And I didn't say a word because, man, I came in in such a very dark, awful place. I didn't want friends. I didn't want to know you. And I didn't really care was how I felt. And they were okay with this because people would come in and they would do their 30, 40 days and they would leave. And, and so it was kind of the, the community you would, you would understand how to, how to kind of help people feel more comfortable when they walked in. Well, for me, I was so uncomfortable. I mean, I, I didn't know what to do. They're like, Hey, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to go eat dinner all together. And I said, I don't, I don't want to eat dinner. And I was starving. Like it was just so uncomfortable. And then they would just, uh, they would all, they'd be playing games. Like this is all day one and day two. And I was like, no, I'm out. I, I, I can't take this. Why? A lot of reasons why. Well, a lot of things that I had built up in my life were comfortable things where I could be with big groups of people. I could be around a lot of things. I had a lot of noise as far as phones and, and the watch and the music and the, all the things going on all the time. And so I constantly had noise around me that was comfortable. Well, on-site did a great job of getting us out of our comfort zone so that we could actually dig in and do our work. And let me tell you, it worked and it was amazing. And I learned how much that being uncomfortable is actually so much needed for me to grow and really for everybody to grow. We have got to get to a place to be uncomfortable for things to grow. And for me and my mental health, I got to a place that was so uncomfortable and so hard that boom, life change started to happen. I would I would notice these things and it became more free. I became more peaceful. I became who I really truly am instead of all these things that I put in my life to quote, comfort me. When really what I was doing, I was adding on to a pile of a lot of things that were covering up the issues that were going on. And so when I got out of onsite, I, I, I learned, like I said, that being uncomfortable is a good thing. Being uncomfortable is a great thing. And one of the, another way that I had to get uncomfortable was with food and with my eating. I didn't want to eat healthy. This was something that I had battled with for years. I had done every diet in the world and it just didn't work for whatever excuse that I would make. Well, I have this. Well, I can't do this because, you know, we we make up excuses for everything because we don't want to get uncomfortable because being comfortable is easy. It is so nice and beautiful. And so I realized that, okay, I see it. I'm comfortable here in my eating. It's time to get uncomfortable. And what did I do? I went keto, which is very uncomfortable, meaning I completely cut carbs to only 30 grams a day. And that was hard. 
Why? Because I was comfortable eating all the carbs all the time, no matter what. I was comfortable weighing 212 pounds and acting like I was healthy when truly I was not healthy at all. And I knew that because of my my work at OnSite and being uncomfortable created a new human in me and created a whole new relationship with myself and ultimately with the Lord that it was time to get uncomfortable in other areas and I knew that food was one of them. The next one was working out. I had done so many things with working out. I, I even helped start a CrossFit gym about six years ago. And that was fun. It was great. Man, I would work out, do all the things, and I couldn't get the other areas of my life under control. One of those was eating, like I just talked about. So I'd work out, and then I'd go eat real bad. Like I was working out to eat bad, which makes no sense to get uncomfortable to be comfortable. So something that I I learned, again, was that I need to run. Now, why did I choose running? I chose running because I, I kind of enjoyed running in the past. I enjoyed, you know, biking and swimming and different things, but I, I wanted to run because I learned that being outside was something that was so good for my soul. And so I took up running. With running, it has become something that I look forward to. It has become a mental clarity moment for me. It has become a thing that I seriously love and it's uncomfortable. And I think that's why I like it. A lot of people are like, man, you're just sick. Like, what are you doing? Why do you do these things? I do it because I know that I will be better because of it. I also want to be around for my kids whenever they're graduating, getting married. I want to, I want to be a healthy grandfather. I want to be a healthy dad. I want to be a healthy husband. I want to be a healthy pastor. I want to be somebody that people can look up to, that I can hang with and play with and do things with. And I know that's not going to happen if I just stay comfortable eating all the junk and sitting around doing nothing. For me, I know that being uncomfortable equals growth. I've seen it in so many areas of my life. And we need to remember, if we are not going to be uncomfortable, then you may never grow. And you're going to sit in your comfort. And the worst thing that I can think about for me is sitting in my comfort and looking back and thinking, man, I really wish I would have tried to eat right. I really wish that I would have met with that person, even though I didn't want to. I really wish that I would have done what God was asking me to do versus sitting in my comfort of money. Or I I wish that I would wake up earlier because if I did, I would have a better day and I wouldn't be rushed. I wish that, I mean, we have all these things that we can sit in comfort and there's going to be a moment. Hopefully uh, it doesn't happen for me. Hopefully it won't happen for you, but there will be people who will look back and they'll say, man, why didn't I try to do this? I wish that I would have done these things. And to me, that is sitting in your comfort. And I want to encourage you, don't look back. Start now. Be better today than you were yesterday. And that means you may have to be uncomfortable. What in your life are you comfortable in? Where are you in a place that you're like, you know what? I need to slow down and look at where I'm comfortable. I need to ask some really hard questions to myself and then see what happens. See what comes up and then be open to it and walk down that path. What is it? You thought of something right now. Get after it. In 2 Corinthians 1, 3, it says this, 2 Corinthians 1, 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all 
comfort. Verse 4, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. Here's what that is saying. Talking about being comforted, Christ comes into our lives to comfort us. That is true comfort. He is there. He's always available. He is the ultimate comforter. But sometimes we've got to get uncomfortable to actually be able to hear from him. Sometimes we got to get in our we got to get out of our comfort so that he can speak more clearly to us because he's speaking, but sometimes we can't hear him because like I said earlier, we're covering all these things up with these things that are comfortable to us so that we feel better. One last question. Is your comfort keeping you from your calling? One more time. Is your comfort keeping you from your calling? Do you know that you should be doing something else right now? Do you know that you should have started that coffee shop? Do you know that you should go talk to your neighbor? Do you know that you should be doing these things for the Lord, but because you're comfortable or because of whatever excuse you have made, you're not doing it anymore? And so I would encourage you, it's time to get uncomfortable and so that you can hear from the Lord and so that you can do what he has called you to do and so that you can grow like crazy just like the little caterpillar that goes into the cocoon or the chrysalis it goes in there and it is probably so uncomfortable i've never been in one but i bet it's very uncomfortable and what is he doing in there man he's growing he's changing she's getting better she's working on the stuff i don't know what's happening in there but all of a sudden there's comes a day when that uncomfortable caterpillar comes out of that cocoon and is beautiful and has amazing wings and starts to fly and you are right there thank you so much for listening to this episode of the dftw podcast i am thankful for you i pray that you will share this with other people when you listen to it if you could tag me on instagram that would be outstanding just so i can show the world that you're listening to it and i can share that with everybody else that would be great just let your friends know send this to other people, whatever you can do to get the word out. I'm asking you to continue to do that. And thank you so much for listening to the DFTW podcast.